When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show Euro 2020. This is episode number one. The Euros are here after a year of waiting. The beers are in the fridge. Order the takeaways because we have a month long feast of football and it starts here and now. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, Ace Podcast Nation, your home to many. Great shows and series featuring top guest expert analysts and more. But uh, please do give us a follow on social media and, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel for all the uh, latest shows and whatnot. And, of course, you can get the audio versions at your favourite podcast platform. Uh, just as we wait for a couple of latecomers, it is uh, just uh, to let people know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week in the Euro, 7 till 8. We'll be finishing at 8 o'clock sharp so we don't clash with the games uh, we'll be talking the latest games and action from the Euros. And, of course, I'm sure there'll be some newsworthy stories along the way. And you might see some familiar faces alongside myself and Andy. But a uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever for not just their support with this series, but, of course, our regular Monday live show and uh, the Friday Championship show, the channel overall. And uh, sponsoring us through the Euros is none other than Bespoke Financial. We're uh, delighted to have them on board and partner with such a brand. Dan Ralston of Bespoke Financial, as regular viewers will know, giving away a free will worth £140 with all new policies which are taken out. So check him out, give him a call and don't miss out on what is an amazing offer. If you need any further information, there's links in the description. Contact myself or Andy on social media and we can give you uh, the Darren's details or further details. He's looked after Andy for 
various policies over the years, including the critical illness and injury cover. They are top of their field, provide award-winning service, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Let's get into it. Uh, introducing my co-host for uh, the Euros and for the football shows generally is uh, former, um, former England under-21s striker, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough hero, Mr Andy Campbell. How are you, sir? Good evening. Super excited, by the way. Um, this has been yeah, this has been a long time coming. Long time been looking forward to it for a while. Um, everyone knows how passionate I am about my country. Um, how much I love my country. Um, win, lose, or draw. And listen, I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud to have represent my country. I'm proud to watch my country. I can't wait to uh, to see what the next uh, month's going to bring. Is it going to bring heartache again? Is it going to bring a, bring a bit of joy for everybody? Hopefully it'll bring some laugh, uh, some laugh, some laughter along the way. Um, I just, uh, I just hope that our nations do us proud because, you know, what I mean, we've got we've got good enough footballers. We're all passionate about what we do. We've been away from football for so long. I just think I just hope that we get a, get a little bit get a little bit back from um, from the players that we uh, that we adore. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one, my friend. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a bit nervous about it. Um, I feel like even though there's no pressure on uh, on my country, Wales. I do think they've got a particularly tricky group and um, I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to be vital. Those first couple of games for Wales particularly, I think, are really important. But not just Wales. Yeah. I think Scotland, I think people are writing them off real easy because I actually mm. think if they win their first game, they've got a good chance yeah. of going up through that group. Well, but we'll go yeah. into that in a bit more detail, mate, yeah. in a minute, won't we? But go on. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not just about yourselves as well, you know. I look, I look at the game tonight. The game tonight has a big influence on, on Wales game tomorrow because yes. if tonight is a draw... It plays into Wales's hands because tomorrow there's an even bigger game. If if Italy win, like everyone's probably expecting them to do, it then adds a pressure for the Turkey Wales game, for example. But if Turkey win, it opens a whole can of worms for the whole tournament. You know what I mean? So there's 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 three possible outcomes, which I don't know. I don't know which is good and which one's bad because it's um, yes, you can say you win the three games, you're, you're happy, but it's it's more than that. You know what I mean? Because it's about starting slow. Sometimes you start the tournament slow and you build up some progression and some momentum. You start with a house on fire now. It sometimes doesn't. You can't continue that for six, seven games. It's impossible. Yeah, it's going to be an up and down tournament, that's for sure, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. But outside of the the home nations, what which teams are you really looking forward to watching? Um, listen, I was brought up watching the World Cups and watching the Euros, and I, I go back to probably '88 when uh, Marco Van Basten, Ruud Hullet lifted the trophy uh, when Van Basten scored that world class volley against Russia, I believe. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Because I love the orange, I love the way they play. They've got a better side now, so they should hopefully do a little bit better. Obviously, the Portugal's, the Spain's, the Germany's, the Italy's, the France. Um, I don't think you can ever go away from those kind of nations, and, and it just shows just really those names off the top of my head. It's it shows how strong this tournament's going to be, and I really hope that everyone brings their A game to the table. Because what I don't want is an excuse and and people that say, oh, well, you only beat so and so's aging team, or you only brought so and so's second team. It, you know what I mean? If you're going to win it. You deserve to win it. Whoever wins it in July deserves to win this tournament. You know what I mean? I'm, like I said earlier on, I'm, I'm passionate and, you know what I mean? Listen, I'm not going to name names about comments, but um, I want England to do as well as they can. And I'd like to think every other English fan would want the same for their country. And the same as Wales. You know what I mean? I, I, want, I want to do well, every home nation. But if it comes to England against Scotland, there's only one winner. When England play Wales in the quarterfinal, semifinal, I only want one winner. It's yeah. That's the way I'm. It's the way I'm built. It's the way that I was. I was. I'm brought up. It's the same I'm for a, anyone. I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a when it comes down to it. Yeah. I'm not. Listen. I want everyone to do well, but I want England to go the furthest out of every home nation and every team in the in, in the in the competition. Yeah, I think a couple of teams I'm looking forward to seeing who maybe were not as fashionable as some of the others, like your Turkeys, your yeah. Norways. Like mm. I made a mistake. I think it was Monday. It might be in the Monday before. Um, I said that Haaland was from Denmark. He's obviously from Norway. I got my Scandinavian countries mixed up. But not like, for the first um, time, Sam. Not for the no, first time. No, not for the first time. <laughs> but like Haaland made, you know, obviously a quality striker of Norway. Got enough not, creative not players against, behind him to not to against Man City. Not against Man City. Oh, don't start with that rubbish, mate. I oh, know. I'm not even <laughs> getting to that now. The um, but um, it, it'll be I, interesting, I, mate, because there's got enough teams quality. with good players, isn't there? It's whether they've need, got enough around them. The teams need the teams need quality behind them. I look I look at I look at winners like Greece. You've got to create example. from them, haven't you? Yeah, they do. But 
he can create on his own. He can win games on his own. He's that good. You know what I mean? If he has it, if if Haaland wins the Golden Boot in the tournament, they've got a chance to win it. That's how important he is to their team. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I look at Ronaldo. Does, does Ronaldo have to finish Golden Boot in it for Portugal to win it? No, I don't believe he does. I think they've got enough quality all around. Same as Spain, same as Italy, same as Germany. They can spread their goals around. But for me, a team like Denmark, a team like Norway, a team like Turkey, they need someone to probably score seven, eight, if not ten goals for them to progress through and, and win a tournament like this. Yeah, I mean, what well, you mentioned Ronaldo there, that I, I think uh, it's set up beautifully for him. He's 34. You could argue this could be his swan, you know, his swan song tournament is uh, on a national stage. This could be the last time we see him at the very top level internationally. He's going to want to show that he can still do it. And let's be honest, he is one of the greatest players of all time. So if he turns up, Portugal are going to do all right. Yeah, it's, and they've got you know the likes of Bruno Fernandes around them as well. Um, I think one thing's been quite interesting: Spain and Germany, Italy haven't really been discussed as kind of uh, favourites for the tournament, which I think is also all, always a mistake because they tend to t- you know turn up at the, on that big stage. So that's going to be certainly interesting to see how that develops. Um, yeah. What I want to do first, mate, is what we're going to do. We're gonna uh, we're gonna preview each of the home nation games from over the weekend. Uh, then we'll preview the game tonight, and then me and you will pick two teams to discuss their chances in the tournament. And then me and you will pick our predictions for winner, outsider, flop, top goal scorer, and player of the tournament to finish. And uh, let's cool. see. So for everyone like in the live chat, if you want to drop in your uh, selections for those predictions and we'll go through them at the end of the show but um first and foremost two o'clock tomorrow afternoon uh wales kick off their campaign versus switzerland uh, and like i mentioned i think wales have got a very tough group mate um switzerland yeah. turkey and italy could go anywhere yeah listen i think um and and this is probably the the downside of football that people write teams off like turkey and switzerland and turkey look at switzerland's team. They've got they've got they've got Zaka, Premier League player, Shakiri, Premier League winner. Um, you know what I mean? They've got they've got players who've won trophies in and around Europe. They've got players who play in the Premier League week in week out. You can't underestimate teams because they can hurt you. Yes, it's all about yourself, and you can only you've got to beat who's in front of you. Wales, for me, it's all about their team selection. It's all about the way that they set up. For me, if Wales set up to try and win the game, they've got a good chance to win it and a better chance to win it. If they're going negative and they play that false nine, I don't think it's going to work, in my opinion. I think the Wales, the Wales of old and the Wales who are who get at teams and are, and, are, and are all over them like a rash and they've got the they've got the pace and the power behind a centre forward, for example, behind Kiefer Moore, I think it'd be perfect. Um, I just hope that um, the cry out from the fans and probably the publicity that the page doesn't doesn't make a fundamental error because if they don't win the first game, as in the loser the first game. I think it could be um, it, it, they could really struggle, you know what I mean? Because then you've got to win at least. You've probably got to get another four points out of the two games. And that's going to be difficult because you're playing two of the better sides in the league. So you know what I mean? I, I do believe that this is the easier game out of the three. Um, I believe they're in a good position with the game tonight. Uh, I think uh, I think if uh, if the game goes positive tonight, I think Wales will be well up for it tomorrow. Um, one thing what has confused me all the way through is is, is the Baku thing, um, the Azerbaijan, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Is why, why you know what I mean? Why is it, why is it there in Italy? You know what I mean. You know what I mean. There must have be even if it was all in Italy and they just did it in Milan and Turin, for example. You know what I mean. And everything was just split in, in in, in one country because traveling's going to have an effect. It has to along. You know what I mean. Because normally in the Euros you base yourself in an area and your traveling's minimal. Where this way your traveling is quite drastic. And that's not just for Wales' group, by the way. There's, there's Russia's group as well, where the travelling's drastic. Um, whereas England's travelling, especially early doors, is is minimal. And if they get through the next round, I think it's France potentially. So it's it's going to be even even better. So I think. But going back to the the Wales point, I hope they get the tactics right tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's a big. I think it's a big decision for um, Page because the first game sets sets the tone. And obviously, if you remember last time uh, in the Euros with in France, you had that bail free kick early on in the tournament, which kind of, and the performance generally, it set the tone for how Wales played throughout the tournament. Um, and I saw uh, Ashley Williams um, posted what he thinks the team should be for Switzerland. 
um, and it was pretty much exactly what I would pick. You had, yeah, seen it. Um, you know, Roden, uh, Ben Davis, centre backs, uh, Connor Roberts, and Nico Williams, full backs, and Purdue and Allen as holding midfielders, Bale, Ramsey, and James behind Kiefer Moore. And I think the majority feel that that's the way to go. But I'm not entirely sure because I think that Robert Page will want to not lose this first game. And I think that puts a tremendous amount of pressure because what you don't want to be going into really is going into the Italy game near knowing you have to win. But then on their day, playing a similar formation to the one I just said, I do believe Wales could beat and give anyone a good game if they keep everyone fit and whatnot. It'd be interesting, mate, for sure. Hmm. Um, Listen, they've earned the right to be there. And they've earned the right to be there Absolutely against right. against the world's best. So you know what I mean. That on on Wales yeah. day, they've got the players to hurt everybody. They need yeah. to they need the pitch. You can't hurt them if they're not on the pitch. That's my that's my that's my point. What I don't understand as well is the games that Wales struggled in in the in the qualifiers is when they changed to that weird formation when they played Kiefer Moore as a as a striker. That's when they did their damage. Um, so mm. it doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, I know uh, some people are having some issues with the Facebook chat. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. But what I can suggest is watching on YouTube um, would be my solution. Unfortunately, I don't know what's going on with it. But um, I think people's uh, messages and stuff might not be loading up. I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, yeah, if you can watch on you can watch on Twitter, Periscope, or YouTube as well. There's the, uh, the alternative, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um, and then we've got uh, England versus Croatia, which is a massive game. For, uh, for England, Croatia maybe not what they were, you know, uh, maybe a few years ago. But I still think it's no easy game to go into. I think that's a really big game for England, again, to set the tone of the tournament. If you go in and you play negative, the fans are kind of on a low and, and everyone's a bit like, oh. Whereas if you go in and you play attacking football, you win 3-0. Creates a whole different feeling, doesn't it? Oh, listen, I, I think... Uh, Croatia have been world class over the last few years. Um, England played them in the last tournament, probably at their best. Um, they had Mandzukic, who was probably coming to the end of his career because of problem every time he got the ball. Uh, the Modric's, who were getting older, by the way, they the play less games for club. For me, England are playing them, at, playing them at the right time. They've got energy, they've got pace, they're going into the game with confidence. And I mean, players individually, collectively. Players have won the Premier League. Players have won the Champions League. You know what I mean? So players are going in there full of confidence. Um, Harry Kane, top goals guy in the Premier League. He's going to lead the line. He's going to be, he's going to be skipper. It's going to be, um, for me, Gareth's got to win. Um, he's got to put a marker down. We've got to, you know, we've got a bad record in the first first game of a, of a national tournament. So, of a world tournament, sorry. So we need to go into the game to, on, on Sunday. Confident, attacking, positivity. Um I'm going in the game of football, and then you go into the second game in Scotland, which is a ma- massive. Yeah, sorry, mate, you just broke up a little bit. I'm sorry I didn't catch the end of that. But um, yeah, I think right. England—they've got such a deep squad, mate, that anything then yeah. you know qualification from the group and and whatnot is is failure because. You know, regardless of how difficult the games are, with the depth that England have, they should be going, you know, quarterfinals, semi-finals at a minimum. With the, you know, they have more. Yeah, I'd argue that they have more pressure expect. on them than anybody else as well. Though is the one problem. Yeah, that's what I expect. I expect, um, I expect minimum of quarterfinal. Um, I, I'd be, I'd be quite content and happy with the semi-final. I'd be devastated to lose in the semi-final again, but I'd be proud of my team's efforts. You know what I mean? For me. And people in the group chat are saying England will flop. Right, okay, that's fine, but define a flop. So if England get out of the group, that's not a flop then. You know what I mean? Because if you drop out of the group, that's the flop. The flop's got to be that you flop the, flop the group. England will get through the group. You know what I mean? Because you potentially you could play in the second round. You could play the winners of the tournament. So it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult one because England, by the route of the, the tournament, are best off finishing second. But I, I want to win every yeah. game. And I expect them to win every game. Uh, which will create a, a monster because you're going to play against the, the group of death. But you've got to play everybody at some point, I guess. Yeah, indeed, mate. Um, Craig makes a good point that I just want to refer to as we move on to Scotland next. He says some groups can't risk drawing against the expected bottom teams as it could do harm to them with their 
with the four best third places going through. That's why it's going to be tough for Wales. There isn't, um, there isn't, you normally in the groups, you get like one game, don't you, which you conceivably would expect to win. And I think when you look at both England and Wales' group, arguably on their day, they could go either way. Like Croatia are more than capable of beating England. England and Scotland, yes, you England should win, but it's just a very different game. It's in England versus the old enemy. Scotland are going to be bang up for it. It's going to be a hostile atmosphere. It could go. It's like a derby. It can, it can just because England are heavily favoured doesn't mean that's the way it will play out. And I just think it's it's going to be. I will be ecstatic. I got to be honest. If all the home nations could somehow squeeze through to the knockout yeah. stages, because oh, listen, I'll be. I just I'll, think, I'll be... I'll be over the moon. I, I think it's a, it's a, it'd be amazing, even if they all could. Um, my problem with Scotland is that, for me, the England game, yes, it's important. Yes, it's going to be a, a fantastic atmosphere. But without the number of Scottish fans, because I'm not even sure they're, they're going to have any, no. um, with obviously the rules and things. So it, it makes it less of an atmosphere for them. And, you know what I mean, because the, the pressure then does go on on them a little bit, whereas you know if they had their fans there, and it, it's going to be a it's going to be a strange one with no with no with no fans for them because because they're, they're that close. But it's all about for them. It's it's an opportunity for them to to get a po- get point on the board, three point on the board before they get into the England game because the England game, the importance of the game becomes tenfold if you don't get a result in the first game against uh, Czech Republic because Czech Republic are a decent side as well. Indeed, mate, indeed. Um, so Scotland are taking on uh, the Czech Republic, um, which is going to be a very interesting game. That one's on Monday, I think, isn't it? Yeah, 2 o'clock Monday. Yeah, um, 2 o'clock. And as I said in the initial conversation we had, mate, I do feel like people are writing off Scotland as if they're full of kind of, you know, rubbish League 2 players and, you know, they're not very really good footballers. They've got some top-quality footballers who play not just Premier League football, but Champions League football. And I just think that in s- certain uh, sections, shall we say, of the media, it's been a bit of disrespect. And you'll be able to tell us as an ex-player yourself, mate, when you get that sort of disrespect in the media from ex-players, particularly, I would imagine, at th- this sort of level, you take it personally, but it just drives you on to perform on the pitch, would it not? Oh, 100%. And I think um, they won't need to do a team talk on Monday. You know, I mean, the players will be bang up for it. They won't need a team talk against England at Wembley. They'll be bang up for it. And then after that, they'll ask to look after itself. But first and foremost, they've got to earn the right in the first game against Czech Republic to get get a result, get a performance. Um, they've prepared well, I believe. They've, they've had an issue with COVID, but they've, they've got over it. Um, John Fleck, um, obviously missed the game, missed the, the, the pre-game, along with a couple of other players. Uh, which made preparations a little bit more difficult. They trained at Middlesbrough this week, um, loved the facilities, loved everything about it. Uh, and I think they're travelling back up to Scotland, um, obviously over the weekend to play the, their game. Good luck to them, Si. I think, um, listen, the England-Scotland game will be will be an even better game if Scotland can get a positive result because yes. whoever loses in that game, then there's not that much pressure on the last game because if, if someone's, someone loses the England game, they've already lost a the game then they're out because yeah. I think you're going to need four points to finish yeah, you can't one, of the, one of the best third players. You can. No. They, um, so just to, on that front, I'm just going to name you a couple of the Scottish players um, in their squads. You've got Craig, Craig Gordon and David Marshall, they're two of their three keepers. There's two very, very good keepers. Then you've got the likes of um, Grant Hanley. You've got uh, Stephen O'Donnell. You've got Andy Robertson, of course. Kieran Tini at Arsenal. Uh, you've got John Fleck. You've got uh, Ryan Fraser, Billy Gilmore at Chelsea, John McGinn, uh, Scott McTominay, David Turnbull. And then up front, you've got Che Adams, uh, Lyndon Dykes and Kevin Nesbitt. Have they got the depth which England have got? No. I'd argue that maybe no. in certain positions, Wales have got more depth. You know, when you look at that forward line, yes, Che Adams is pretty good. Lyndon Dykes is pretty good. But he's not a Gareth Bale or a Harry Kane Um Arguably, you could say they're, they're not keeper more, but what they do have is in midfield, the likes of John McGinn, Scott McTominay, Billy Gilmore, John Fleck. That's a very, very strong midfield, which I think is going to be vital, particularly in that first game tomorrow. They're going to need John McGinn, Scott McTominay to calm the game down, get on the ball and do some damage. 
Uh, and I think Robertson will be an important player for them tomorrow as well. Because if they can get him down the side and get the ball into the middle, that's when they might uh, be able to, you know, to scrape some goals. And I think if they beat Czech Republic, mate, I think I said this on the show Monday, I believe, and I got a bit of grief from certain aspects of the live chat, but I believe if Scotland beat Czech Republic, I think there's a good chance that they could, you know, finish in the top two of that group. Hmm. But we'll see, I uh, guess. Listen, we'll see, uh, mate. Yeah. Well, well, of course, the thing is, it's, it's all about opinions, isn't it? You know what I mean? I think uh, I just got one of those said there about scraping goals. Scotland shouldn't be scraping goals. You know what I mean? Yes, they haven't got the players to the name of a centre-forward, but you've just named players who are going to put balls in the good areas. So, for me, if they have enough centre-forwards and enough attacking players in the box, they'll score enough goals. Will Steve Clark attack enough? Will his tactics be offensive enough to cause Czech Republic problems? Will they be offensive enough to England? Will they be offensive enough to cause Croatia problems? Will they sit back and cause themselves a problem? Because if they go 1-0 down, then they've got to change their tactics straight away and it's going to cause them a, a potential, a bigger problem because you're chasing again. And when you're 1-0 down, we all know you leave gaps again and are they good enough then to not get picked off against good size? We're talking about European Championships here. We're talking about good, good footballers, players who are, are at the top of their bringing their A game. So for me, that's my only concern with Scotland, that if they're not tactically bang on and, and yes. up for it and attacking, then I do feel that they're like, a little bit like sitting ducks. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, mate, 100%. Um, so one good point, which uh, someone was just trying to find it then, but um, and I wanted to put this to you. Do you think it's fair um, Italy play all their whole, all their group games in Italy? Um, while Wales have obviously got to fly to Baku and to Rome. Um, I believe England play all their games pretty much at Wembley, I think, bar one, I think, if I'm correct in saying. Like, do you think it's fair to, as the tournament as a whole, that there's teams who've got to travel quite a long way and then there's also teams who are, you know, basically staying at home? I, I, I don't get the format. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get... Uh, have, have England earned the right? Have they earned, earned the right through qualification? Have Italy, uh, have, have Wales not earned the right? So they're going to play somewhere else. I don't, I don't understand who's decided where the games are played. So that means because did, did England qualify? I'm sure England qualified. I'm sure. Oh, you mean won the group? We, we they that. won their group, didn't they? Yeah, we won our group to qualify. Does, does, so did that give us? The open to, to to have games at home, or did it get drawn? Or I'd love to know the the concept behind it. You know what I mean? Because normally it's done in one or two countries. Those one or two countries don't have to qualify. Yeah, and well, England qualified. Yeah, sorry, I mis misunderstood you. What you were saying? Yeah, England qualified, didn't they? So they didn't yeah. get the the host nation benefit, if you like, of because obviously yeah. some games are in Scotland as well. And this is what another one. What is it's weird that. There's games in England, games in Scotland, but there's not a game at the Millennium Stadium, which you know is bizarre in itself. You'd think if the two were going to get games, why wouldn't there be games in Wales? But I know they've changed some of the venues in Spain um, due to obviously COVID restrictions and stuff like that. It is good that there's going to be fans at some of these games. I've got to say. Yeah. Um, oh, listen, but so I wanted to I, move. I'd love, from... I, I'd love, I'd love nothing more than a um, than a UK. European Championship, so you, you're getting you're getting Wales, you're getting um, Northern Ireland, you're getting Scotland, you're getting England, and we could have the games all over. And it would be it would be amazing because it would it would bring the nations together. It would bring so much excitement, so much colour, so much passion. Um, and it would be I tell you what, it would be be the best European Championships for such a long time. Um, so a couple of comments I wanted to say. Uh, Craig just said uh, all teams qualified for this Euros. There was no host nation. Um, Geraint said, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, isn't it all COVID restrictions? But it's not, is it? Because even before COVID, it was being hosted over multiple regions, wasn't it? It wasn't. Um, I don't know if they've expanded how many regions, but it was certainly that there was like a, it was all over Europe, I think. I might be wrong, though. Um, and Reese said um, Wales or Cardiff got rejected. They got, they applied for Cardiff to host a game, but UEFA turned us down. And get and England have got the semis and the finals, which is again, it's it's weird how they've done it, but it is what it is. Um, the team news is in for tonight's game. Uh, I'm not going to go through you know the full teams of both teams, but Italy 
let's be honest, they've got an absolute quality side. They've got arguably, for me, the best goalkeeper in the world. If he's not the best goalkeeper in the world, he will be in a couple of years because he's, I think he's like 20 or something. He feels like he's been around for years and years, but he's so young. So it'll be interesting. But they've got 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 them experienced centre-backs. They've got the two defenders side as well. Yeah, yeah, they've got Cellini, listen, Bonucci, uh, is just, Bonucci. Uh, as good as you know I mean, they've been they've been around the water t-shirt. They played in so many tournaments. Uh, Immobile for me, I, I I really like this fella. Uh, I think he'll score goals. I think he's he's coming into his uh, coming into his own. Uh, you know I mean? He's he's thirty one year old, so he's he's now you know I mean in his peak of his career. So he's um, last two years yeah. he's, he's he's scored goals for fun this season. Um, twenty plus goals this season for Lazio, in, which is a, a very tough league, by the way. Um, so I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the game. Tonight. I think it'll be, a, I think it'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, so three three countries withdrew due to COVID, but the extra games went mainly to England. So yeah, I think that's what Garen was uh, was referring to. Um, I would argue Italy haven't got quite as uh, strong a substitutes bench as they have in previous years. Um, you know, years gone by, they used to have really strong benches. I remember a couple of years ago, they had like, yeah. you know, Giuseppe Rossi and, and people like that who were just on the bench and couldn't get a game. Probably. Um, so, that, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, and this be interesting. Um, but again, the Turkey side, I look at it, there's a couple of, you know, familiar names from watching Champions League and things like yeah. that. But, but I would argue that they haven't got it. Yeah, they haven't got like that, that superstar. They like Turkey. I always think of them of having like one or two superstars, and then the rest being kind of all right. But and I'm generalising, yeah. obviously. But I think this time I look at that team, and they're all at quite a high standard. They've got a good team spirit. They had a good qualification. Um, I really like uh, the striker Yilmaz. I apologise if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, um, but I'm a big fan of him. Um, so it's going to be. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Turkey do. I think it was Kelly who said in the chat that she actually thinks that Turkey are going to beat Italy quite comfortably tonight. So it'll be interesting because look, if if Turkey were to go and beat Italy, does that make things better or worse for Wales? Like you could argue it makes it better because it shows Italy are not unbeatable, you know, and they can go and do it. But does it put more pressure on that Turkey game for Wales? Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, um, Yilmaz, who for Turkey uh, plays for Lille, um, who did pretty well this year, I believe, didn't they? And uh, scored 16 goals in 28 yeah. games for them. So he was yeah. a big part of uh, what Listen, Lille achieved this year. Sometimes, si, sometimes countries play as a team. Forget your individuals, forget your Immobiles, forget your goalkeeper, forget your Jorginho, forget your Kilini, Benucci. It's about the team and the team doing well. You look, you, two years gone by, you had um, Tunkai, you used to play for Middlesbrough. Um, they had the Blackburn Rovers centre midfielder. Um, I, I forget his name. Um, I forget his name. But they, they, they had some real world-class players and, and, and they have... They're probably flattered to, to, to deceive quite a lot of the time where now, for me, apart from probably Yilmaz and um, the Leicester City centre-half, probably not big names apart from in Turkey. So for me, you've got to be aware of them because um, they could they could turn they could turn you over. You just you just can't can't tell me. You said earlier on about about Italy's squad, you know what I mean? It, years gone by you you're on about and I named a couple of players. You had um Casaraghi, you had Del Pieri, you had Francesco Totti, you had Paolo Maldini, you had Cannavaro, you had Alberti. Yeah, but you've had all the they, they, they've been inundated with all these players. I haven't got them anymore. So they've um it's They've, they've had to build again, younger players. Sorry, mate, you just broke up again. Like we're at the hands of technology. I just didn't catch what you said towards the end. Um, yeah. What's going on? So what I want to do, yeah, it's a shame, but it's, uh, you know, technology, mate, is what it is. We can only do what we can do. Um, so what I wanted to do to finish us sort of off into the, the last sort of 25 minutes before the big kickoff is um, we're going to pick two teams each and kind of just discuss their chances, their squads, what we uh, what we're looking forward to seeing from them. Um, and who have you picked first, mate? 
Um, I've gone for Belgium um, only because um, obviously Roberto Martinez. Uh, the expectations probably probably in Belgium. Um, this is probably the first time I think Belgium will be expected to do something. Um, do I expect them to win it? No, I don't. Um, they've got a world-class squad, don't get me wrong, but I think there's other teams who are going to be better equipped in this tournament to do better than them. But I think, listen, you, you can go through their, their squad. You've still got your Courtois, you've still got your Vertonghens, uh, your Vermaelens, your Hazards, your De Bruyne's, your Lukaku's. It's, they're inundated with players. They've got a world-class manager, Thierry back as well, so they're an unbelievable opportunity to keep progressing, keep pushing their nation towards excellence. But I remember when we had Emil Heskey on the Monday Night Show and we spoke about golden generations. This has got to be Belgium's golden generation, right? This is this has got to be their window of opportunity in the next four, five, six, seven, eight years to win something. If they don't win some in the next five, six years, I can't see Belgium being a force again. I can't see them having these kind of players, players again. Yeah, it's. It's unlikely, isn't it? But it is going to be interesting to see how they do. The pressure is arguably on them, I would say. But I think the uh, the pressure is probably on the manager just as much because I believe that Belgium, you know, they would have been disappointed at the last Euros. Um, they would have expected to beat Wales. They would have expected to go further with the squad they've got. Um, the interesting thing for me is uh, Eden Hazard hasn't had the greatest of seasons. And not, I'd love to know how many games he's p- played this year because I'm under the impression, but I could be wrong, that he hasn't played loads. Uh, I'm going to quickly check that. But no, he that could work two. That could, play, you know, that could work two ways, couldn't it? It could be that he's out of touch, but it could yeah. also be that he's fresh as the daisy. Um, so could he played. Yep. I think he played. No, he's played very, very little. Thirty odd games since he's joined. So, wow. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one because what I did see of him, he wasn't very good. Um, so, we're, but there's a few players who look more comfortable with their international teammates, which takes me on to the first team which I want to talk about, and that's France. Uh, obviously, the current World Cup holders, um, they'll be desperate to go and win the Euros and really cement that they're the best team in the world. They've got an incredible squad. Simply, it's just ridiculous. Um, Arguably, I'd say probably the the least amount of depth in terms of positionally as their goalkeepers. They've got, obviously, Hugo Lloris is very good. Then they've got um, the the Milan uh, subkeeper and the Marseille keeper. But they are just full to the brim of top footballers from around Europe. They've got um, Lucas Hernandez from Bayern. They've got Digny from Everton. They've got Dubois from Lyon. Uh, Rafael Varane from Real Madrid, who's obviously subject to a lot of transfer speculation at the moment. Kurt Zuma, uh, Lengele from Barcelona, uh, Jules Kunde from Seville. And then you've got the midfield options are even greater again with people like Kingsley Coleman, sorry, Coleman, uh, Kante. You've got Thomas Lamar, Pogba, uh, Rabiot, Sissoko. And then, of course, you've got the ludicrous striking options that they have with the likes of uh, Mbappe and Giroud and Griezmann, uh, Dembele, Benzema, Ben Yede. It's, uh, and they've also taken uh, the youngster uh, Lillian Turam's uh, son, Marcus. I don't think he's going to get a great deal of game time, but I guess you never know in these uh, situations. Um, Andy will be back in just a second, but you can send in some questions and any uh, who you think is going to do well in this tournament. Um, which players are you looking forward to seeing as well? Um, so, Andy, I was just going through some of the French uh, op- like the options they got in midfield and, and strikers, oh, well, but they've well, also taken Lillian uh, Turans and Marcus, who's twenty three. Um, it's going to be interesting. How I don't like I don't see him getting a great deal of game time. I've got to be honest. But well, to be honest, he's quite, he's quite, he's quite fortunate that he's gone, hasn't he? Because didn't he have a, didn't he have an incident where he spat in somebody's face? Didn't he? Uh, you know, he quite a, sure, mate. Quite a high profile, uh, quite a high profile um, incident uh, where he got banned for quite a lot of games. So um, he's obviously turned things around. Because listen, you've got to be world class if you're in that French squad because they're inundated with quality and then they keep progressing through more and more and more, which is just fantastic for them. 
Absolutely, mates. They'll be desperate to do well. And Paul Pogba, uh, you know, we talked about him a lot. He looks so much more comfortable with his French teammates, both on and off yeah. the pitch. He just looks happy. And they get the best out of him. You know, he's got probably the best holding midfielder in Europe behind him, which means, and you know, and Rabiot's pretty pretty good as well if he plays, or Thomas Lamar. Um, it gives him and Coleman and Sissoko, uh, Tolisso, the chance to really get forward and support the you know the forward players you've got Griezmann and people like that it's going to be very interesting if because yeah. let's face it if a team like them or Belgium if they get it together and they play you know a 10 out of 10 tournament they're going to be very difficult to beat because they've yeah. just got they've so got much squad. quality yeah they've, um, got the, they've got the strength and depth they've got the squad they've got the players they've got the manager Everything's set in stone for them to to fulfil their ambition to win this tournament. You know what I mean? For me, that could put more pressure on the players. Can they handle it? Of course, they can. They won the World Cup before, so I don't think it'll be a it'll be a problem. The problem they've got is the group. The group of death is could could be their downfall. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, so, who's your second team that you'd like to talk about? Um, I, I picked Holland because I, obviously I picked um, Holland earlier on, and. I, I looked at the squad earlier on today. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they've, they've got um, players who've won titles in Inter Milan. They've got the Ajax contingent. Um, you've got um, Memphis Depay, who's had an amazing season at Lyon again. Um, you've got De Jong for Seville, had a good season. Unlucky not to win um, uh, La Liga. Uh, you've got PSV players. They've got a good squad. If they can play the way that they want to play, if they can play with an attacking style of football and they can start the way that they want to do and progress forward and keep on improving all the way through the tournament. You can never write a team off like Holland because they're, they're one of those sides that you don't really want to face. You know what I mean? And, and for years, I've always been the same that, you know what I mean? You want to try and stay away from them because it's the unpredictability of them that you, you catch them on an off day, they're world class. But I remember when England played them in Euro 96, they were diabolical, but they had some unbelievable players. But England caught them on an off day and they smashed them 4 1 and they didn't, they, they, they shouldn't be on the same pitch. But it was just. England got them on a on a good day, and I don't think uh, many teams will catch Holland at the minute on a good day because um, they've turned things around. You know, I mean, they didn't qualify for other tournaments. You know, I mean, so they've had a, a few bad years. Um, they've 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 sorted themselves out, and now they're back where they should be. Premier League players, teams in Serie A, players in Serie A, players in the Liga. They've got the best of the best now, and they're back where they should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, mate. Um... Memphis Depay, mate, uh, I think is vastly underrated by people from, yeah. you know, Premier League watchers who base their opinion of him on his time at Manchester United. And by the way, yeah. he didn't do all bad for United. No. Um, he just didn't settle for whatever reason. Mm. Arguably, you know, it could be the manager, could be the whatever it was. He just didn't settle. The media is very different in, in the UK to anywhere else in the world. But on his day, he's a very good footballer and he seems to have really matured, um, you know, over the last couple of years since he left. And I think uh, he's one to really look out for in this whole tournament. Um, right. Uh, I wanted to do, just touch on Portugal. Um, obviously, the current European champions, they've been very, very, very good. And um, again, I say, Ronaldo, could this be his swan song at international level in terms of competitive tournaments? We all know how determined he is uh, when he wants to be. And I just think it could result in something special. But they've also got some very, very special players, particularly in the midfield areas, the likes of Neves and Moutinho, uh, both of Wolves. They've got Bruno Fernandes. You've got Danilo of Paris. You've got um, William Cavallio of uh, Real Betis, who's a very good holding midfielder also. Um and then you've got Bernardo Silva as well, Renato Sanchez. There's a lot of quality, but they think they've got a good balance because when you look at their defensive options, they've got um, Cancelao of Man City, they've got Jose Font, they've got Rafael Guerrero, um, they've got Pepe, uh, Semedo of Wolves. They've got a good keeper. They've got the Leon keeper who's pretty good. Um, I forget his name. Anthony Lopez, I think it is. Lopez, Lopez, Lopez. Um, but yeah, uh, and obviously, you know, the attacking options are what well, they are. They've got Rafa Silva and Jota and Ronaldo and others. But I just fancy, I don't know what it is. I've just got a feeling with Portugal. When I look at it on paper, there's others I fancy before them. 
But when I just think about it sort of logically, them and Germany are the two teams where I kind of just think, hmm, I just got a feeling they're going to turn up and just grind out games 1 0, 2 1. Last minute this winners is, and equalizers. This is a problem. This is a problem we've got, though, Sai, haven't we? Because with those three teams in the same group, potentially, if they cancel each other out or one team loses two games, you're not going to get through. You're not, you're not, for me, because two defeats, you'd have to probably win your other game with a significant high, high, high victory in order to get very lucky to get to get through because teams are going to go through with four, teams are going to go through with, you know what I mean? Because four points is going to be the magic number to get through in, in, in third place and some teams will probably miss out on four points. So it's, you can't afford to lose two games and I, I fear for one country in that group is going to lose two games out of those three. It's difficult, is it? If that group ends up being a group of draws, it almost kills the chance kills of everybody. finishing kills third, the thing, yeah. yeah, you almost need wins. It's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating group, mate. Fascinating group. Right. We are nearing kickoff time. Everybody's getting ready. Um, let's have a go. It's uh, 15 minutes till kickoff. We're going to finish just before 8 o'clock, a couple of minutes before. So, to finish us off, Andy, let's talk about our predictions for the tournament. I'm going to make a note of them. Um, who is your prediction for outright winner? Gun to your head. If I told you you're going to lose your house if you get this wrong, who are you going to put your money on? Uh, I'm going. I'm going France. I can't. I just can't see past them. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I mean, I wish. I wish I could. I'd love to sit here and say I was that confident on England, but for me, France is um, is the team who I believe are going to win this tournament. You copied me. You saw my, you saw my predictions. Um, so you can I think France. I think I get it. I think France are going to win it. Um, but you know, there's a couple like Portugal, Germany, Spain. Those teams tend to turn up as well. But I do think France have just got too much quality. Uh, who would be your outsider for the tournament? So if you had to pick someone outside of France, Spain, Belgium, Germany. Uh, Portugal and Italy, so I'll make them the six that you're not allowed to pick. Who would your outsider be? I've got to go Holland then for me because I was waiting for you to say them because I was desperate to say them. Uh, I'm going to go Holland because I, I believe they've got the players to do it. Um, I believe they've got okay. a, a nice chance to get out the group, so I'll, I'll go. I'll go Holland. So I've got a couple of options here. Um, I believe if Wales get out of the group. They can do anything they want. I believe they should have got to the final in the last Euros and they're capable of beating anyone on the day. My problem with that is, one, I'm a bit biased because I'm Welsh, but also I'm not entirely sure Wales are going to get out of the group. Um, Turkey, I think, have got a good chance. I think England have as good a chance as they probably have had in a long time yeah. if Harry Kane stays fit, if they can get Jack Grealish on the ball. Phil Foden on the ball, Sancho on the ball and things like this. If they play negatively, it could play into others' hands. <sighs> My outsider. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Norway. Uh, again, nice. I'm gonna go with a it's a feeling more than a uh, a judgment. But I think you made you sort of said something which I was thinking is if if Haaland wins the golden boot, which there's in my opinion every chance. There's a good chance they're going to go far, um, unless he scores, yeah. you know, four goals in one game in the group stage, and then they lose the next. Yeah, yeah. they lose in the knockout stages. Uh, which country or player do you think is going to flop in Euro 2020? Um, I'm going for Spain, um, and it's probably a little bit disrespectful, but um, they've had um, they've had obviously issues with COVID. Um, I seen a manager yesterday. And, He's picked two separate teams and he doesn't know which, which he should do because he's trying to protect players who, if there's another COVID outbreak. So I don't know what what he's doing in terms of team selections. But they've obviously got Poland in the group. They've got Sweden in the group and they've got Slovakia in the group. That's not an easy group, by the way. You know what I mean? There's the three teams who, on the day, Lewandowski could score against you easily. Sweden are a good side when they get together and play. And Slovakia, no mugs on the day as well. So I think um, Spain want to be a little bit careful, a little bit aware. So I'm going to go Spain. Um, so my, I think uh, for flop of the tournament, um, I was stuck between the nation and the player. 
I'm still not sure, but I've gone with uh, Belgium and, and Hazard, but I'm going to go with Belgium as a nation. Um, I just don't think they're going to do very well um, for various reasons. Um, but maybe they'll prove me wrong. Who knows? Uh, top scorer. Who do you think will be the top scorer at the end of the tournament? <sighs> top scorer. Um, I pick France. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go Griezmann. I'm going to go Griezmann. Interesting. Interesting, mate. Mm. So I'm going to go with top scorer for the tournament. I've got it down to three. And I don't want to be too much of a an Alfie Inge Haaland loving in case they don't do too well. So I will go with Cristiano Ronaldo for the top scorer um, because I've got a feeling he's going to carry Portugal through. Um, so you've gone Griezmann, I've gone Ronaldo. So some would say that Griezmann is the heir to the throne uh, for Messi and Ronaldo, although he hasn't done too well, has he, uh, of late? Uh, but me, a couple of years ago, he looked like he was next in line, didn't he, for that sort of biggest, uh, yeah. biggest striker or player in Europe. Um, and then mm. finally, who do you think is going to be the player of the tournament? Uh, I've been thinking about this today, and um, part of me was to go very left field. Um, and then, and then I brought it, brought it in a little bit, and I thought, who's been Mister Consistent? Who's been, who keeps getting awards for player of the player of the match, uh, player of the tournaments, um, one of the match, etc. Uh, which is N'Golo Kante. Um, and then I thought, will people give him player of the tournament when someone's going to score potentially ten goals? You know what I mean? Because is that going to be the wow? Is that going to be the wow factor? For example, what people see. Um, and then I think I think people who run these kind of tournaments, I think I think, I think people like Kante will get man of the match quite a few times, but I think he'll be overshone by somebody who's scoring goals, creating chances. And I'm going to go for um, Fernandez for Portugal. Yeah, so my list basically I had it whittled down to Fernandez of Portugal, uh, Christian Eriksen of Denmark. And uh, I also had Jack Grealish in there and Paul Pogba. But I'm going to go with none of those. And I'm going to say that the player of the tournament is going to be... I changed my mind again at the last minute then, so that's why there's a slight delay. I apologise. Uh, I'm going to go with Memphis Depay as the player of the tournament. Um, a bit of an outsider. I like it. should probably like have a bet on that. Um, sorry, mate. Who did you say for player of the tournament just then? Uh, Bruno Fernandez, because that's who I was going to say, and I changed my mind. Bruno Fernandez. So that's our predictions. We'll take a few questions to finish us off. Um, some people saying that we're picking the favourites, mate, but you know, you got to give your opinions. And I know, uh, I think it was Gavin who said he wasn't, um, didn't think Ronaldo was going to do very well in the tournament. My thinking behind it is, look, he keeps himself in tip top. Um, shape. He clearly, you know, takes a book, a leaf out of my book, looks after himself very well, built beautifully, not an ounce of fat on him. And um, he loves, he loves playing for He's going to be so determined, mate, because what you've got to remember as well remember, he missed out at the end of the last Euros, didn't he? He had to come off and watch from the sidelines. I think, I can't remember if he got injured, didn't he? Or yeah, he pulled a, like a hamstring or something, didn't he? And he was watching from the bench because if you remember he was like almost coaching the team from the bench yeah um so he's going to want to kind of put that right he is one to turn up at those big uh you know those big the big games he turns up if portugal do well i'd imagine him and fernandez will be at the base of it it'd be interesting how they link up actually because you know regardless of ronaldo's age he's still a special special player um Oh, Let's have a look. Someone did ask a question. I'm trying to find it. Uh, oh, it was about Germany. I, do, uh, I think it was Holger Ender asked, do you think Germany is still in tr transition? Um, yes, I think yes and no. I think um, I think they are in transition, but I still expect them and they're, they're expecting to do well. I think um, I think there's no there's probably no German fan player, member of staff, media, who expects them to be a flop. 
Because we didn't expect them to get to the quarterfinal, semi-final. That's just the way their mentality is. Their, their, their mental state is to be a winner. And they seem to get the job done times and And I would hate to play in Germany. I'd hate to play Germany and get in the penalties. I would hate, you know what I mean? I, they just seem to get the job done. They're just they're, they're very good at what they do. Yes, indeed, mate. The, the thing with the Germany team, I think they're so dependent on Thomas Muller to score goals because, and I might take some criticism for this, I haven't really been that impressed with um, the two Chelsea boys in the Premier League this year. I think they've done all right, but for, um, considering their reputations before when they came in, yeah. I was expecting a bit more, but, you know, they're going to be more comfortable, more familiar with these players, so I'm sure they'll turn up. Um, they haven't got the the big names that they previously have. You know, they've still got Tony Cruz, but is he where he was a few years ago? You know, you've got Leroy Sane, and then you look around and you've got you know Gadungan and and Nabry, but then you are looking at some maybe some less familiar players, particularly at the back. Um, they've got a player. I don't always say that's a bad thing. Chris, though, Christian, yeah, no, I don't either. Christian Gunter plays for him, which is obviously Chris Gunter's yeah, the, German cousin. Yeah, long lost, long lost cousin. Um, I, I think with with many is they give younger players an opportunity at a, a, a top level. So their players will have been playing in the Bundesliga for the last season, two, three. Um, the twenty ones have been very successful over the past what four, five, six, seven, ten years. So their their pathway through for their players is excellent. You know what I mean? England England now is just starting to catch up and starting to do well from sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, twenty ones. Germany have been successful throughout. So. I think they'll have no qualms in throwing these younger players, when I say young, early 20s, um, into these major tournaments. I think, um, I think they'll, they'll still be successful. I expect them to be successful. Um, and if anyone's going to win it outside England, I hope Germany win. So me and Sai look like we're, uh, we're fantastic at our prediction. Mm. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Last, uh, last thing then, what's the score going to be tonight, mate? Um, I know everyone wanting Turkey to win, but I can't see past Italy. Um, I'm going to go a few goals as well. I'm going to go three-one Italy. Ah, I'm going to go three-two to Turkey. And um, guys, thank you for joining us. We'll be back Monday live seven o'clock. Uh, if you're into boxing, particularly but boxing and MMA, uh, I'll be live with Danny Batten and our guest, boxing media personality Ben Doty. Uh, for the live version of the Danny Batten Show, Sunday at 8 o'clock, we'll be talking uh, all sorts of boxing news to the first hour, and then the last half hour will be breaking down UFC 262 from tomorrow. Enjoy uh, enjoy the football over the weekend. Best of luck to the home nations. Don't forget to join us on uh, Monday. And, of course, spread the words. Tell the people about what we're doing in the Euros. Check out Bespoke Financial. Big thank you to Black Diamond Sports. But most of all, and this is the most important thing, be safe. Come on, Wales. Come on, England.
Daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teaside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Sports Social Podcast Network.